I chose you from the world that you may go and bear fruit that will last, says the Lord. That's the kind of gospel we like, I think we like. Jesus healing, Jesus doing what he's supposed to do. But I want to comment on the first reading. Um, it seems that there was a political thing going on in this people of Corinth. The Corinthians were a challenging bunch for Paul. Corinth was a very international seaport and it had everything. I mean, it made New York look like uh, Oz. It had everything, everything bad as well as some good. But the community of Christians in Corinth were Greeks. They were from Corinthian, they were Corinthian blood. And Paul is directing his attention to them today. It seems what was going on is that those who were Christian were using the courts to sue each other of various reasons. And Paul says, come on, you guys are Christian. You, you should settle your own disputes. Don't go to, basically don't go airing your laundry out, your dirty laundry uh, with pagans. They don't know what's going on. You have a different criteria. You have Christ as your judge. And you should use that as your judge. And you say, well, that's, that, thank God that's over, that's centuries away. But last night on one of the um, Catholic networks, there's this commentator going on and on about, I mean, I don't know where you stand with it, the Latin Mass, the Novus Ordo, different kinds of way of saying Mass. And, and you know, it's like, criticizing Pope Francis, criticizing the popes, the bishops that didn't agree with the commentator. And you know, enough is enough, please. We're a universal church. There's room for all of us. And if for some reason, and I don't know the political reason, the Pope says, let's stop Latin masses, private Latin masses, the traditional form, you know, priest facing the wall, back to the people and the old vestments and the old words. Let's stop that and let's move on celebrating in our own language, our own native languages. <clears throat> now that's basically what, what the ruling was. You, it came out like over a year ago. But they're still harboring on it because many people still want to go and attend a Latin Mass. For me, that's nostalgia. And I have some friends who are devotees of the Latin Mass, wherever they are celebrated. Me, not so much. And um, I, don't, I don't have a vote on it. I think pe people should have the freedom to go if the Masses are offered, but the bishops and the popes seems to be lessening that emphasis. Okay, so that's the issue. But to air that out in public, this is sacred area we're talking about. This is, this is the the, the holiest thing we do as Christians, the, the Catholic Mass. And to be complaining about bishops and, and priests who do it and priests who don't do it and people who like it, people who don't like it. You know, what did, what did my grandmother say? Mind your own business. Do it at home instead of airing it out. Now, good news, bad news. Good news is we have access to media as Catholic networks. Bad news is on that media, people who are anti-Catholic listen to it. And it goes back to this kind of reading from Paul. You know, keep it among yourselves. 
Don't go airing your dirty laundry out. If you don't like the Pope, that's your business. But please, he is the head of the church, and respect him for that. Even if you don't like what he does. I mean, we have a cardinal, Timothy. You don't like him, fine. You like him, fine. It, it doesn't matter. He, his role is, as Jesus did today, as appointed apostle. So that's his role. Get all of the bishops. And, some, and they all have personalities. So look at Judas. He had a personality. He betrayed Jesus. Peter, love Jesus. Love you, love you, love you. I'll follow you to the ends of the earth. Yeah, okay. And he denies him. I don't know who he is. So they all have personalities. The bishops, including the Pope, all have their own personalities. When we let our personality get in front of our faith and the, the gospel and the message of Jesus, then we're not really worshiping Jesus properly. So I think Paul's letter today gives perspective to that. So, you know, you probably don't, well, well I shouldn't say that, I shouldn't presume that, but well, whoever listens to the Catholic networks, great, but it, it's, it's hurtful when we hear on our own networks things that are critical, but really antagonistically critical to our own church. We're shooting ourselves in the foot. And, and Paul made that very clear. You got the church. Don't be deceived. Don't follow the, the, the way the rest of the world goes. You belong to the kingdom of God. Okay, that's that. Love this gospel. Jesus chooses you. Of all his disciples, he chooses the 12. All of us are chosen. Not to be apostles, but to be disciples. Uh, the word discipoli comes from the Latin student. So the followers of Jesus were all his students, discipoli. The apostles, apostoloi, are those who apostle are sent out. So those 12 were specifically chosen to be sent out by Jesus to carry the message of the good news to the world. Um, a cousin of Jerry right now is traveling the, he landed actually, the Camino Real, the Camino San Diego, uh, which is a path throughout Europe that leads to the, the Cathedral of San Diego in Compostelo. San Diego is St. James. And St. James was sent to that area of the world, and that's where he was martyred, and he brought the faith. He was sent out. He was an apostle, sent out. Uh, last week, I was with an Indian family, uh, and they, as a matter of fact, Gunther from uh, Cabrini brought back a, an icon for me that was done in Ethiopia, beautiful icon, and Ethiopia was one of the missionary territories of Thomas, one of Jesus' apostles. So it's good to know where they landed. I mean, could you imagine traveling from Jerusalem to Ethiopia or Jerusalem to northern Spain? can't imagine how they did it, but they did it. And it shows the universality of the church that started with this kind of a gospel. And, and it's not only Jesus doing political stuff, like sending the guys out to pass the word. He's, he's, not, a, he's not running for office, so he's not asking us to hang up posters or knock on people's doors to vote for me, vote for me. He's sending them out with the good news. And what's the good news? Right there, right? What he did. What was the good news? He went to the crowds, he healed them. 
He went to the crowds, he released them of their torments. He went to the crowds, he cured them, he touched them, he, he reached out to them and fed them in word and eventually in bread as well. And that's the good news, that Jesus Christ comes from God the Father and lives on this earth and does good work for people so that we as a family can return eventually to God the Father through Jesus. So that's the good news, and that's why Jesus sent these apostles out. And again, they were people. Some screwed up royally. Judas is a, is a key example. And some, and this is important for us, screwed up royally and yet apologized. Peter, great example of someone who basically said, oops, after he saw Jesus hanging on the cross, and the, uh, the cute story, it's, it's a traditional story of Peter, I think we all like to hear. Um, after the crucifixion, Peter's leaving Jerusalem. He's running away. And he sees Jesus with a cross going toward Jerusalem. And he's saying, Kovadis, where are you going? And Jesus says to Peter, I'm going to be crucified again because you're running away. So I'm going to go be crucified again. He really had an insight there. And that story, that Kolvadis, is, is a very ancient, not scriptural, traditional story of what an apostle did, the great apostle. Number one, he ran away. But with a change of faith, he went back. He went back. And eventually, as you know, he was crucified upside down in, in Rome, of all places. So Jesus is sending us out today with the reminder that we're his followers and we've, we need to keep the mission of the apostles going. And these are the kinds of stories that we love to hear, that Jesus spent his night in prayer, called his apostles, which is a hint for us, pray always, and then he rolled up his sleeves and went to work. Healing, curing, teaching. That's the Jesus we love. No great, um, how can I say, lights from heaven, noise, trumpets from the angels. No, just simple Jesus, who is a son of God, doing his business. The reason he came to earth, bringing us to the Father. So this, this is a very simple story, and I have to want, close it. One last story. Years ago, and I'm not going to sing it, years ago, when Jerry's two cousins in Ireland, we went to visit his family, and one was seven, one was five. Now, both of them are married and have kids, so and I, I did the marriage for both of them back in Ireland. So Brita and Regina, they were tiny little kids, <clears throat> and they went to the Catholic school called the Jez. The Jez was the Jesuit school where they went. <clears throat> and so Delia, the mother, said to the kids, tell Louis, tell Louis the, the, the song you learned in, in the Jez. And it was this, Jesus calling his apostles. And they named every, I'm not going to sing it because you'll, your ears will blow up. They, they named every one of the apostles. So cute. And I have it on tape, cassette. Remember the cassettes? I have it on tape. So cute. And we stayed with them for a while. And then 
before we left, one of them said, Lou, when, I mean, it's a kid, seven-year-old kids. Lou, when, when I get married, will you come back to Ireland and do my wedding? <laughs> so, 21 years later, we went back to Ireland and we did Regina's wedding and then we did Brita's wedding. So it was good. But it's, the, the basic of the story is what we do is Christ's work.